Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is March 29th, and it is Good Friday. So today we, uh, we recognize the most gruesome passion and death of our Lord, Jesus Christ, and Cal on Calvary. We will be reading paragraphs 683 through 690 today, and we will start the chapter on the Holy Spirit. And we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Chapter 3, I Believe in the Holy Spirit. No one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. This knowledge of faith is possible only in the Holy Spirit. To be in touch with Christ, we must first have been touched by the Holy Spirit. He comes to meet us and kindles faith in us. By virtue of our baptism, the first sacrament of the faith, the Holy Spirit in the Church communicates to us, intimately and personally, the life that originates in the Father and is offered to us in the Son. Baptism gives us the grace of new birth in God the Father, through His Son, in the Holy Spirit. For those who bear God's Spirit are led to the Word, that is, to the Son, and the Son presents them to the Father, and the Father confers incorruptibly on them. And it is impossible to see God's Son without the Spirit, and no one can approach the Father without the Son. For the knowledge of the Father is the Son, and the knowledge of God's Son is obtained through the Holy Spirit. Through His grace, the Holy Spirit is the first to awaken faith in us and to communicate to us the new life, which is to know the Father and the one whom He has sent, Jesus Christ. But the Spirit is the last of the persons of the Holy Trinity to be revealed. St. Gregory of Nazianzus, the theologian, explains this progression in terms of the pedagogy of divine condescension. The Old Testament proclaimed the Father clearly, but the Son more obscurely. The New Testament revealed the Son and gave us a glimpse of the divinity of the Spirit. Now the Spirit dwells among us and grants us a clearer vision of Himself. It was not prudent when the divinity of the Father had not yet been confessed to proclaim the Son openly and when the divinity of the Son was not yet admitted, to add the Holy Spirit as an extra burden, to speak somewhat daringly. By advancing and progressing from glory to glory, the light of the Trinity will shine in ever more brilliant rays. To believe in the Holy Spirit is to profess that the Holy Spirit is one of the persons of the Holy Trinity, consubstantial with the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, He is worshipped and glorified. For this reason, the divine mystery of the Holy Spirit was already treated in the context of Trinitarian theology. Here, however, we have to do with the Holy Spirit only in the divine economy. The Holy Spirit is at work with the Father and the Son from the beginning to the completion of the plan for our salvation. But in these end times, ushered in by the Son's redeeming incarnation, the Spirit is revealed and given, recognized and welcomed as a person. 
now can this divine plan, accomplished in Christ, the firstborn and head of the new creation, be embodied in mankind by the outpouring of the Spirit, as the Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Article 8. I believe in the Holy Spirit. No one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now God's Spirit, who reveals God, makes known to us Christ his word, his living utterance. But the Spirit does not speak of himself. The Spirit, who has spoken through the prophets, makes us hear the Father's word. But we do not hear the Spirit himself. We know him only in the movement by which he reveals the word to us and disposes us to welcome him in faith. The Spirit of Truth, who unveils Christ to us, will not speak on his own. Such properly divine self-effacement explains why the world cannot receive him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. While those who believe in Christ know the Spirit because he dwells with them. The Church, a communion living in the faith of the Apostles which she transmits, is the place where we know the Holy Spirit, in the scriptures he inspired, in the tradition to which the Church Fathers are always timely witnesses, in the Church's magisterium, which he assists, in the sacramental liturgy, through its words and symbols, in which the Holy Spirit puts us into communion with Christ, in prayer, wherein he intercedes for us, in the charisms and ministries by which the Church is built up, in the signs of apostolic and missionary life, in the witness of saints through whom he manifests his holiness and continues the work of salvation. Roman number one, the joint mission of the Son and the Spirit. The one whom the Father has sent into our hearts, the Spirit of his Son, is truly God. Consubstantial with the Father and the Son, the Spirit is inseparable from them, in both the inner life of the Trinity and his gift of love for the world. In adoring the Holy Trinity, life-giving, consubstantial, and indivisible, the Church's faith also professes the distinction of persons. When the Father sends his word, he always sends his breath. In their joint mission, the Son and the Holy Spirit are distinct but inseparable. To be sure, it is Christ who is seen, the visible image of the invisible God, but it is the Spirit who reveals him. Jesus is Christ, anointed, because the Spirit is his anointing, and everything that occurs from the Incarnation on derives from this fullness. When Christ is finally glorified, he can in turn send the Spirit from his place with the Father to those who believe in him. He communicates to them his glory, that is, the Holy Spirit who glorifies him. From that time on, this joint mission will be manifested in the children adopted by the Father and the body of his Son. The mission of the Spirit of adoption is to unite them to Christ and make them live in him. The notion of anointing suggests that there is no distance between the Son and the Spirit. Indeed, just as between the surface of the body and the anointing with oil, neither reason nor sensation recognizes any intermediary, so the contact of the Son with the Spirit is immediate, so that anyone who 
would make contact with the sun by faith must first encounter the oil by contact. In fact, there is no part that is not covered by the Holy Spirit. That is why the confession of the Son's Lordship is made in the Holy Spirit by those who receive Him, the Spirit coming from all sides to those who approach the Son in faith. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.